Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to one of my favourite podcast people I'm ever going to have on this show ever. And I've been wanting to get get this guy on here for pretty much the past two months, and he's been very busy, and his internet didn't work. And Donny P three one four, the Don, the Donster, the Donner. I mean, you had a bazillion different names, and I know. Well, you all start. It was a Donny P three fourteen. Yes, yes. So. Yep. Before I get into it, because I actually do want to tell a story. I was just thinking about mm-hmm. it as I was taking a... Uh, How we met. Exactly. But first, I want you to introduce, introduce yourself. Um, how old are you? What do you currently do? Where you come from? What's, who are you, essentially? To, to somebody yep. who's listening to this and has never heard of you, how would you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. My name's Donnie. I used to stream full-time the content creator started in 2016 now i technically stopped doing full-time content creating two years ago to do, get into more of the collectibles industry i buy and sell pokemon cards trading cards for a living and yeah it's been going really well i'm eventually gonna be opening a brick and mortar soon i currently have an office where i buy and sell collections that, and that's pretty much it. That's that's short, concise, and amazing. So, yep. the story of how we met. I'll tell my version, mm-hmm. and then you can correct me and, and give you a side. But essentially, I think what happened was, um, I was playing the game, and yep. I was sitting in Discord, whatever. And some dude had messaged me and said, "A." I think it was Dodge. Possibly it was Dudge, yeah, and and he was like, "Yo, there's this there's this dude streaming, and he's like calling you names or whatever, like he's he's talking mm-hmm. shit about you." And I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Let, let let me check this guy out." So I came to your stream, and I I don't know what it was. I think I might have been, I think I might have actually been stoned because I I wasn't in that state of like, let me go and just get drama started with this guy but i was like i was kind i don't know why but for whatever reason the universe that day wanted me to be kind with you Mm -hmm. and i think the only thing i did was i came into your chat and i was like let's play and i just sent you an invite and then we played one match and we played another match and i think that was it and we became friends i think it was something like that yep so basically back then i was like well we're the same age we're both 26 um I was 19 years old at that time. Pretty much, I was, you know, like any 19 year no one did research. They believe what they hear and stuff like that. And basically, there, I got to know actually who you actually were, like off stream and off camera and stuff like that. And, and that's how it all happened. And then we took that's it from correct there. Words. Yeah. And then we took it from there. And it was sort of, we, we started building um, quite, quite a friendship over the years, in fact, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We were. I think we had this this wonderful double character almost, you know, where where we, we fooled around, and I, I I remember countless of nights just dueling with you, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even live. It was like you were streaming, and you were just I was in the chat, and we were having a great time, and mm-hmm. and then you vanished, and I vanished, and I stopped playing, and you had a pause, and I came back, and um, and essentially you mentioned something about selling Pokemon cards. And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought what the hell is this guy doing i I was like that that's genuinely dumb and then you sent me a link to this app i think it was called whatnot whatnot yeah yeah whatnot 
and I opened it, and it was this um, live stream auctioneering of rare collectibles. And I I look up your stream, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, holy shit, this guy is made for selling that. It was like you had found your calling in that particular niche of, you know, Pokemon selling, essentially. And I was like, wow. Like, so I want to know, how did that happen? Like, how did you even come into the idea or try it or... I technically have an experience with selling collectibles. Secondly, my whole family's experience with sales. That's my mom is a real estate broker. One's a real estate. So like my dad, my brother sells medical equipment into like surgeries. So basically like in my family, like everyone's very talented within sales and stuff like that and selling. So I used to, before I went to college, it was almost seven years. So I used to buy and sell antiques and collectibles, right? That was how I'd make money. I was like in high school. And then, like, I stopped doing because I got into college and I got home. I started streaming uh, this after I graduated college. And at the end of 2020, I just had, like, really bad anxiety from being in the house and stuff like that. And I realized it's not worth it to, make, like, there's no money. Like, if I'm going to want to actually be successful, like, you can't, I just can't sit home and do nothing and make money from content creating because it really isn't, especially if you're streaming War Thunder. And I just got really bad anxiety just from seeing it being in the house because of COVID. And I was like, I got to go do something. So I got back into buying and selling. And someone told me about Pokemon cards were hot again. I got into it. I started selling, buying collections. And at the time, I really didn't know that much about Pokemon. It took like about two months to learn everything. So basically, I had to watch a show so I can know about the evolutions and stuff like that, early evolutions. And then I got the bug where I... Uh, start ripping packs and became more of a hobby slash I started becoming a collector in ripping packs. I think last in 2021, I ripped like $40,000 in packs for myself. No, I can't, I'm not exaggerating to add it up. And, uh, that's how it all started. And ever so, since then, I love the hobby and stuff like that. But so essentially was that, you before we we came into the show you mentioned you had a gambling addiction um yep and so basically every person that's more of like massive thing is like i would go to uh casinos like i had a bad gambling addiction i uh i haven't gambled like in six months and last year was really bad i lost a lot of money i, I think the most I ever lost in one sitting i lost 17 grand in one sitting i'm not kidding I was playing a lot of blackjack, and I came to realization it wasn't worth it. And last year, you know, last year I almost like I haven't told anyone this. Like I almost lost all my uh, money, and I stopped myself before. Like I almost like ruined my life completely. And I've come back from it since January. I haven't gambled in about six months, and I'm pretty much over it. Do you? You know, addictions become kind of a, a, yep. a topic. Thing of mine. Blake is, you you know, like I have like a a disability, or you know, I have Asperger's, right? Yes. So yes. people with that, one of the things is you can hyper focus, and it's very easy to get an addiction, especially again because you feel the rush and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like I had to fully stop. Like I've been gambling like six months. And the thing about also fun fact about people in Pokemon, if you rip packs, you're 
most people who rip packs win are gamblers because you're chasing a card. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, when you're ripping a pack. Every person who rips Pokemon packs, who does magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, they're gamblers. You're chasing the high, essentially, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Even sports people, like you're ripping packs, you're you're a gambler. Do you think? Do you think a lot of that might be based off of also? Obviously, addiction is a thing I like talking about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of addictions nowadays, from mm -hmm. you know drugs to video games to pornography to food. Mm -hmm. Um. Obviously, I, I, I don't think you're going to deny it. You, at some point, were also addicted to Warfarin, like I was. Do you think some of that also... Yeah, it's, all, it's only game I play, like, really uh, enjoyed, because, like, mm -hmm. the only reason I played War Thunder was because I was into history. Like, I started playing... I was on, originally on console. I used to play GTA V, right? And then I found this game called Birds of Steel, which is technically the, the actual alpha of War Thunder, like the pregame they release on an Xbox 360. And I found out about War Thunder, the actual continu uh, continuation. And I go, oh, let, me, let me try this. This is probably April 2015, probably my my last month of senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And then that's when the addiction started. The grinding and stuff like that. Well, I wanted to get to top tier like American Jets, which was back then it was the F2 Sabre. Then after that, I spent a lot of money in the game. I think I spent over six thousand dollars on this game. Jesus, I know. And that's... I haven't really spent much money in the game anymore since like yeah. CC. That's the thing. Since I mean, there's, there's a lot of people out there who've probably spent more. You know, I know. We don't know the averages. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you. You know, did that drive for Warfner also have some influence in how it fueled, you know, your gaming, uh, your your gambling addiction later on? Was it? Yeah. You think that it's I'm. Like... I'm not sure. I honestly, like, I think honestly, game was six, and it all started, like, when I turned 21, and I went with my family to a casino, I think that's when it started. Because mm -hmm. you'd feel the rush of making money, and the thing I'd do is, which I did stupid, like, it's for anyone, do not go to a casino to gamble to make money. That's absolutely stupid. Do not do that. If you ever do go, like, just for anyone in general, go to have fun with friends. If you're going to make money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm hmm that's literally how you lose. Like literally, like I would lose like a thousand dollars, and I take two thousand dollars out of the ATM. Like, yeah, if you go with the purpose of winning, you're probably going to get cleaned, right? Yep. Because you think, because you think, like if you win, like, say if you win ten thousand dollars, right? Say if you do, it, that's how they hook you. Because mm -hmm. you think, oh, I can beat them. No, you can't beat the casino. They have high, they have higher odds. You just can't. Yeah. House always wins. Like, for example, like, I've had luck happen where, like, I was in New Orleans in 2021. I played three hands of blackjack, and I put a $25 chip on a sucker bet. I hit 1,000 to one odds, and I won 25,000 like that in three hands. And the only reason I walked away because someone there was with me. Hmm. And that's only I'm able to walk away because what would happen is I would win a lot of money, but I can't walk away because I get greedy, and no one's there with me, too. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. To you pull need, me away. You need somebody to sort of sober you up. Yep. Yeah, thing is, like, because it's the high, it's the high you get. But I also know you, and I don't think I've also, I've also really have never told anyone about this till this stream. It, like, sorry, a couple of days ago, I started opening up about it. Does it does it feel good saying it? Yes, but it's also really sad that I did that, and I almost uh, went broke because of it. But I've, I've pretty much have recovered. Like, I'm trying to. 
I, I understand that, but it, I think that's, those are the things that make you, you know, those are the moments that, that, that create your, your personality in the day. And I know, I've known you for, yep. for, for several years now, and I think it's it has. It's about seven now. Yeah. Seven I, years now. I, <coughs> I'm sorry. I don't think it has that much to do with, with your, your Asperger's syndrome or, you know, as mm -hmm. a disability. I think it has to do with the fact that you're, you've always been very focused. It's like when I know it's hyper, you. It's a, it's it's a hyper focusing. Yeah. So like when, when, but I noticed that when we were dueling, you know, you were a horrible dueler, but then you started training and you got so good so yeah. quickly. Everything you ever did in the game that you did put your head to. Well, and I've seen that with you when you did with because Pokemon. Because what I was doing is I was watching how people do it and watch, then try their strategy, but I'd also change it up and switch it up. Mm -hmm. But you're a fast learner. That's what I noticed. You know, yep. you you would adapt it at an insane speed, and I realized that the the more we were playing, the more you started to sort of, like you said, copy, mm -hmm. but also adapt because you weren't a copycatter. There were people out there that would just copy what somebody else is doing, but you you knew how to add your twist to it, and like. Yep. And I started respecting you for that so much more because you were able yep. to create a unique approach to what was otherwise yep. very similar to mine. You know? mm. So I, I felt at home yep. hanging with you. I don't like, you. like, also I notice with tournaments, if I do play them, it changes me, makes me like very egotistical and mm -hmm. I just get nasty and I just don't like, that's why I don't play tournaments anymore, it just changes me. It's a, this is not me. It just makes me, for some reason, very competitive. I don't know why, but and also I don't like the new tournament system with the everyone uses sim controls now. Have you? You know about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Have you noticed that same drive of the competitiveness when you were doing the the business aspects? Like, do you get that same? Not really. No. 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 Absolutely not. I don't know why. I think it's because it's more relaxed. It's a relaxed environment. Because there's really no ego. Like, for me, I don't have an ego in business. Also, it could be because I'm the only one in my area that also mm -hmm. does it, too. Also, like, for example, let me give you an example. Last week, I bought a crazy collection for $2,200. So, I decided, I don't sell one night more because they take too many fees. What I do now is I just, I wholesale stuff. Mm-hmm. I let other people make money. Like, I'll buy it cheap enough where I make money and they make money and everyone's happy. I bought a collection last Thursday for $2,200. Yesterday morning, I flipped it for $6,500. Like, sure, like, the, the total of retail is like $9,500, but you know, I made money and he's going to make money. It's, I like to move stuff quickly. I don't like, I don't believe in holding stuff for a long time because it makes no sense because in this market right now, like the current recession we have, you don't know. It's stuff's gonna crash or it's gonna get worse. So I believe in like moving stuff quickly. Hmm. And there's some cards I'll take out of each collection and put in my like grading grading uh funder, like some, put some stuff away, you know? Take a little bit of the collection by to put it away as you know, like you could say it's like basically stocks, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very, very interesting yeah. approach with the Pokemon, such a yeah. And the thing about this hobby is there is a lot of scammers. There is a lot of scammers. People, what people will do, right? You ever heard of a term of a resealed box? Resealed box. I'd assume somebody buys something and then takes it out. So, the so they'll, buy the case, they'll buy the box. Like, but for example, people will reseal. A, like, I'm going to give you an example. There's a thing called a, a set called a first edition Neogenesis. It's one of the easiest boxes to reseal. So what people do is they'll reseal it. They'll put fake packs in it. Mm -hmm. or put open like 
open packs in there, resealed a box and sell it as an authentic box. And people were people were getting scammed for tens of thousands of dollars. If that box retail is like twenty five thousand dollars. So can you imagine selling that box as something like a fake box to someone someone getting scammed? So this is the, what the equivalent of people selling iPhones on eBay, but what arrives is just a picture of an iPhone, not actually the device, yep. right? Oh, yeah. Or they'll send yeah, it like a brick, like, so it weighs yep, roughly the same. Yeah. Yep. So, do you see how Logan, Logan Paul got scammed? Do you know about that? I don't. I don't follow the the. So basically, Logan Paul bought a first edition Shadowless case that was supposed to be real, and what's crazy was it was authenticated by the Baseball Card Exchange, which mm-hmm. was at the time the like the highest authority of like authenticating stuff. Logan bought it from a card collector called shine who's a big like it's a multi-million dollar collector for 3.5 million Jeez. and the case was fake they opened it and it was full with fake boxes full of gi joe packs and that's a meme now so everyone when people think of fake boxes they say gi is it full of gi joes so they basically started a, a a meme essentially yep and and what happens there is the company that authenticated the box now they're in question is is the stuff they authenticate also fake? Other stuff because they had such a high status, right? In authenticating stuff, and that's a huge, that's a big issue. Like three point five million dollars, that's enough to like destroy your whole uh, credibility in authenticating stuff. I mean, it's risky. That makes- anything you're buying, selling online is going to have this risk. Yeah. Like yeah. Wolfner was lucky in the sense that we, you know, there was really no scamming there. RuneScape that I used to mm-hmm. play was a very known scamming environment. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the I've been scammed before. Like I haven't told anyone in any of these people this. I got robbed last year in LA doing a Pokemon deal okay. at Starbucks. So we go in. I look at the box. I was about to give him the money, right? Like I have the box, man. I'm giving the money. I give him the money, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking fucking swipes the box and fucking runs. Oh damn! Sixty five hundred dollars down the drain. $6,500. Jesus. Fucking swiped in and ran. I filed a police report, but for some reason, uh, they couldn't, they, there's cameras in the Starbucks, and they said they could not get a good quality picture on I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? And there's cameras on the street, and you couldn't see where he went? And they're like, no, sorry. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it is what it is. They got, it, it's in California, so they don't care anyway. They also got defunded, so it makes sense. That's a bummer. But anyway, there, yep, there's nothing you could do, even though there's cameras. I also think, I think Starbucks didn't decide not, wouldn't give them the cameras too, for some reason. And I think that's what it really was. But is it, about, I, I don't know how it works in America, but is, is camera proof, like, what can they actually do with it? Even if, like, they have a, They can figure out who, they can figure out who it is, like, do, like, face searches, like, Figure yeah. out who the person is. But were you you were selling to this to an anonymous person? You didn't actually know. Oh no no! I was buying a box. I was buying it. Mm. Yep. Also, the box is fake too. As well, it was a really good fake too. Damn. Neither show it to him. I mean, the only experience I have with selling is is bike components. Like I'd have something, I'd be selling old sets of wheels and whatnot. And oh, sorry, I mi- I the story by that was that was another deal. Sorry about that. I mixed stories, but no worries. This is the. Yep. I'm going to give you a tip here. Um, I learned this from a friend who's a piano player, and <laughs> you know all these piano classics when they're playing, you, you have no idea what they're playing. So when you're telling a story, right, you don't ever correct yourself. 
because the people who are listening don't actually know, right? So if you didn't tell me the story was wrong, and I know yeah. why you corrected yourself, because you, you, you genuinely care about the correctness of the story, but... Um, yeah, because I, like, I don't want people to think I'm like bullshitting or something. I'll yeah, say that but as a, a whole, they don't know, right? Like, okay. Sometimes I'll tell a correct story, fully 100% as it was, and people will still say it's fake. Um, <laughs> but the, I guess what I wanted to say is that sometimes the details to people don't really matter because they weren't there. You know, the, the, only, like, the only person who really knows what happened is that guy who actually cheated you, whose chances of actually coming here and listening to this and being like, hey, my dude, <laughs> you know, he told you know the story wrong. The guy said he was selling the box to help his help his brother in the hospital. Ah, and it got, you, yep. it got you a bit, yep. a bit moist on that. Yep. Yep. Well, now I, I only meet people in banks now because of stuff like this. That's a very good, in banks, that's a really good point. Yep, it has to be secure. Like I, I'm only if I'm doing a high end transaction. I've never it's, thought it, about it. It's in that. a bank. That's... It's in a bank vault or a police station. That is actually genius. Nothing can bat. What are they gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Like you, yeah, you'd be very stupid. Like those are good cameras. Like yeah. it's also federal. So like, you do you try rob? You're fucked. You're you're not mm. getting away. That's a really good point. Where do you? What was the the platform that you use for? Is it eBay or? I used to use eBay. So what I knew is I I know people in the community mm-hmm. and I sell to them to whatnot streamers because they're paying seventy percent because they need product and they sell quickly. So that's what I'm doing. I basically fund as in like past few months I sell to, I sell to streamers at seventy eight percent of last solds. They make twenty percent. Because we have we have specific websites for you know selling stuff it's yep. one based in just slovenia then i've never actually used ebay um i use i sell mainly everything i through instagram believe it or not or facebook like there's all these like facebook groups and stuff like that facebook groups are genius what, yeah yeah like but there's pokemon facebook groups i've been a lot of big people in this hobby like i've I've literally had dinner with chumley from pawn stars i even have his phone number <laughs> so i'm not kidding like you... i have to prove it have you with this done a lot of networking? Because that's been one of the things yes. I've done in the past yes, five a lot, months yes. is, is just networking. Yes. There's a lot of networking. There's a lot of big IM people that are in this hobby. Like, for example, do you know Steve Aoki? He's a big collector. He's one of his really big car collector now. Steve Aoki is a collector. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's ripping hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of boxes. I mean, he's like, got he cash can sell for that, so. yeah. <laughs> Yep. He's actually at the next collector. I think the Collecticon in... Denver, he's performing. That's how you mentioned um, convention in December. How's that going along? Is that still a plan? Do you have? Did you have to scrap my it? convention? Yes, my convention. Um, I'm doing it in January. I'll have it set up, set up yet. The thing is, like the last show, it did okay, but it almost went bad because out of say a former organizer who didn't do what he was supposed to do mm-hmm. and he almost actually screwed me over and got me uh could have got sued by fixing everything because i had to fire him get a new person he tried to hire 21 voice actors for a for a small first-time convention and you don't do that that's gonna cost a lot because if they don't make their guarantees because voice actors i'm talking about Sorry about that. I was my mom. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, uh, she's fully walking now. 
we had a scare last week. She uh, was in the hospital because we thought she had a serious ba uh, bacterial infection that mm -hmm. wasn't going away. She's back now, so I'm happy about that. Uh, where, what were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the, the the convention 21 voice act. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so basically at the show, I made a little bit. Basically, pretty much broke even. And that was also one thing that when I took like two months off in March, that show, I got a bad taste out because I could have made much more money. I just had, I basically had 21 days of advertising. And I did the best I could. I, I saved it to where I saved the name and stuff like that, but it could have been more successful if I hired the right person. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean with this hobby. It's all about trust and who you know. I found the correct person who I'm going to do business. Uh, my, I found the correct organizer, basically, who basically saved my show. So I'm going to have him work my next show, which is going to be in January. And we're going to basically, like, the first show is basically a learning experience, what you could do, what you can fix, and what you could yeah. improve. Yeah. I'm going to do five voice actors. I think my next one, I want to try to see if I can get the voice actor who plays Naruto for my next show. Mm -hmm. The biggest one we had, we had the voice actress who played Nico Robin from One Piece. I'm not, you're not into anime, are you? Um, no, I'm not into Marvel, actually. So. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So we had that. We also had... Did you ever watch cartoons as a kid? Which one? Did you ever watch like old like cartoons? Like you ever watch Ed and Eddie as a kid? Absolutely, I have. Yeah, the old cartoon. So we had the voice. We had we had the voice actor who played Rolf. Mm -hmm. And we also did like he did Goku's voice with his uh, Rolf accent. It was pretty funny. But so anyway, uh, how have you been overall? Like, how's your business going with your website and stuff like that? Um. I've put everything a bit of on a hold because I, I started working as a content writer or copywriter back in January, and I was I was very fresh on the job. And then I had a um, I was on leave because I had this uh, surgery I had to go through, and I've been putting a lot of focus on actual work for the past two months, just making sure that I get mm -hmm. into because it's a good company and I want to stay there for for as long as possible. Um, okay. Other than that, doing a lot of networking and y the website, the whole thing, it should go live in, in a couple of days, actually. That's the plan. Um, I should have done it way sooner. Um, a lot of debating around whether to do it as a online course. Now I'm trying to sort of segue more into like coaching where the idea is that you would get the course, which you can then watch and you can get some information from. But I, because I love talking to people, I prefer to actually have a voice call, you know, and, and you sell them, you can give them mm -hmm. 30 minutes of free time. Oh. Look, you know, if you're from, let's say you're from Afghanistan and you want to learn how to speak British English, what are some of the obstacles, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's more personalized and, and I get to actually meet people mm -hmm. from around the world. Uh, so that yeah, is that's, something... a, that's one thing too, like, in general, like, mm -hmm. I've ever told you, like, I hate texting people. Because I, like, I feel like I can literally get a whole conversation like a, a five minute text conversation done in like two minutes with voice or one to two minutes. I just like, I'm like an old school person. I like talking to people and I think it's better than a text to get the message through. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I'd rather like have an actual conversation with them. I don't like texting people. Like I, I, I hate it. I'm very that, similar to that. Yeah. In fact, I'd rather just talk to them with, with my own voice and explain it to them because it actually means something versus, texting yeah um i've done a lot of i don't know if you're aware of the mastermind right you ever heard of masterminds mm -mm. so the idea behind it was it was coined by um by an author of a book think and grow rich um napoleon hill essentially 
the idea being that you put a bunch of you know very influential people in the way they think you know like uh, think uh you you put a bunch of entrepreneurs into a room right and they all have a debate they will be able to achieve so much more and so one of the things this guy talks about in the book is that essentially like he would have conversations with the most influential people in america so he would imagine he's walking into a room and you've got the the president of the united states and 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 tesla and you know in this case it would be like elon musk and and you have a conversation with all of them and you you almost build this character for each and every one of them and at the same time i got a uh, opportunity i met this kid he was like yo i'm 21 i'm like doing a bunch of like entrepreneur stuff and i'm looking into facebook marketing and we're opening up a mastermind i was like you know what let let me join that and my mind my my life just changed because I've I've met so many people in the past. I've met more people in the past six months that are in business. It's all about networking. It's, it's, so, about networking. it's so much about networking. And so now, now like every every other week that we have a, a combo, I, new ideas pop into my head. You know, new business ideas that I, that I might pick up and 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 do. Um, I started coaching a kid from the group on actually on dating of all things, um, just because I found it fun and I saw that he has some issues talking to people and I'm a little bit more open about it and so i'm i'm extremely excited about what the future holds essentially you know compared to where i was i want to say eight months ago where i was a bit lost and a bit confused and a bit depressed and a bit sad and a bit directionless this is it's a wonderful time to be alive but i'm also very hungry i'm really i am hungry for for something big you know um and so I do miss YouTube. I do miss content creation, but I want to come back here when I've got more oomph. You know, when you've already built so, something. So you want to come? You'll play games again once you build everything. Is what? Um. What? I mean, I would love to have a podcast, right? Like, I'd love this thing, Doom Time, to be a a a big thing, a, a thing that people get to listen to and enjoy and and learn. Um but I cannot put all my effort into it now because it's not making any money. It's spending time, and even so, though I. That's one of the reasons why I quit streaming because I was learning because when I started streaming full-time in 2020, mm-hmm. I did st- Twitch streaming. It changed me. It made me very money-hungry because I was basically just re- basically needed to survive on that, like mm-hmm. to make income. But the thing is, it changed you. It made streaming not fun for me. Like, I hate I don't, I don't, at the That's what I mean with the anxiety. I, I hated it. Like, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So, like, at the end of 2020, I basically, like, I pretty much took two years off I just came back in March because it took two years to get over, but now I just stream for fun. I don't care if I make money or not. Like it doesn't bother me. Like if you, if when you stream for money, it's, it's just not fun because it makes it feel like a job. And I want to, if I want to stream games and something, I want to actually have fun. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. I mean, because if if I have a stable income, mm-hmm. I can stream for fun and not worry about it. Yes. yes. And that's why I created with Pokemon. I've now have a stable income. I can stream fun and play games. And I'm be honest, like. Everyone like there's like if you're playing worth it, like there's be honest, there's no money. There's absolutely no money. It's a free to play game. Most people can't afford to donate to Twitch streamers, stuff like that. I'm just being honest. And you probably would agree with me on this too. It's it's true. Um like uh, the only way you make money is if you're a big YouTuber. And like, that's literally like Bowtime actually I think Bowtime makes uh, I think has his highest paid, I'm pretty sure. But Twitch like he has a following the thing is like he plays other games too and he's more variety and everything mm-hmm. with his switch stream and that's why he's like really successful 
Yeah, and it takes yeah. Uh, it takes a long time to to get to that point. It. Yep. Or know, if you're, you know, or if you're a VTuber, but yeah, but also part of me is also keen on just disappearing from social media altogether. Part of me yeah. would love to just, you know, like yeah. five to yep. seven years time, you know, yep. have a woman just move somewhere quiet, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the Balkans, you know, seaside, and just live a life away from you know everything yep. that's going on in the world no tv yep. no news just like just in just live mm. you know and and for that i think you have to first mm. you know grind through some stuff and so yep. and actually believe it or not i've been i have been enjoying more front war thunder again because i think the simple thing is i just the only way you can literally enjoy this game is you just don't care about it and just like laugh it off and stuff like that and you have fun like that's literally the only way you can enjoy this game but it looks like, do you see? Do you know? You know about the review bombing, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I, they actually made because of that. I, I think. Would you say that kind of woke them up a bit? Um, not enough, and it's never been enough. You know, this isn't the first yeah. time that the community's done an outrage. Um, yeah. yeah, they don't care ultimately. Yeah. yeah, um, they're a business. They look at it from a business perspective, and that's the. I hate using the this. Is, uh, you, uh, you, this example is going to suck, but I'm going to say the words OnlyFans. You know, it's I wouldn't want to date a woman who makes her money through OnlyFans, but at the same time, part of me wants to say, "You go, girl. It's a business. You were able to monetize your body or whatever, and you, you're making great cash." Like, mm-hmm. I I think the person who pays for that is dumb. I think that the person who who does that as a living, I would say, is is it's not the best from a moral ethical standpoint i'm against it but from a business point of view from a business venture i can't but say brilliant and so for gaijin i look back now through a different lens and i think their business model is genius like it's just it's just smart now i haven't looked at their financials i don't know if water well, is massively profitable is... but you would you would probably agree that the way they've set it up where every new patch which comes out like oh, they're what, making two, a, they're three making months. a ton of money. You know, they're making a ton of money because they they get people. No, honestly, I think the only way, like the only real way, they would they would stop their stuff is everyone just stop spending money in the game, and I think that'd be the real way for them to listen. To be honest with you, if they stop is no one spend money for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like that, that'd be the only thing. Like that strike they did and made did did nothing. To be honest with you, it was just. Because people on what was it Reddit that announced it or did it or something? I, I probably was Reddit. I mean, they start yeah, yeah. most of them, but yeah. you know they like, have. A, they have I a did point. like, I do like some of the changes they announced, like a map voting system. Like that's actually a pretty good idea. I've actually won that for a long time. Yeah, but that's, you know what I mean. Yeah, but that's also like you know how many ideas we had. It's it. The game isn't complicated to fix. It's just yeah. what they should do is just make a War Thunder Classic, anything yeah. before one point six nine, and there you go. Yeah, that would be one of the call ways. Oh, War, Thund- War Thunder Classic, and I just play that. Yeah, we, we would definitely come back and and try. But you know, yeah. the question you ask me, Donny, all the time is, do you still play games? And my question <laughs> to you, obviously, the question I ask to all people that come on this podcast is, do you still play War Thunder, and why? I do. And you play it because it's fun, right? I mean, somewhat. Because I, because yep, I just no camera. Like, there's some stuff I'll get mad at. It's like I just got like guidance stuff like mm-hmm. of that. But 
you just like you just basically just ha- just don't care about the game. It's literally how you have fun or play with people. Because you see, personally, I I, I didn't think because I've learned. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to? No, go on. Like, okay, I lost my train of thought. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that for me, it clicked somewhere. I didn't think I was going to get to a point where I could actually fully quit the game, but I don't find it fun anymore. In fact, no game is fun. I Every couple of months, I will open up a, say, like a single-player game. I remember I was sick at the start of the year, and I so, downloaded uh, Max Payne, Max Payne 3, and I played yeah. through it, right? And maybe mm-hmm. later this year, I'll download uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, and I'll play through it. But that's like, you know, two days where I put like five, six hours in and just play through, and that's it. I don't... That desire to like sit in front of a computer and play has just completely disappeared. I always find the same way for two years because after I just didn't want to play a single uh, video game for like two years. But honestly, like I tried different stuff. I think mainly just because I did it for a job and they kind of ruined it for me. But after two years, since I don't have to worry about it anymore, I can actually have fun again. Mm-hmm. Without like, thing is like, I actually played some, like, I play, you ever played Sim? with vr sim with vr no i've never tried vr actually ever it's actually it's, it's really fun like there's a lot of vr game. i think vr is honestly really fun i, it's really I think fun. it's scary i think and i'll tell you why um mark zuckerberg scares living crap out of me right mm-hmm. and it's big tech. Hmm? big tech no not necessarily big tech it's just it's just the i because i realize where we're going and where we're going is that I we're gonna have I'll, like vr headsets like connected to our brain like sao yes, yes and i'll be able to and they get trapped in a game yes and i'll be able to live an extremely exciting life of an extremely exciting person in an extremely exciting world even though as soon as i take those headphones and vr headset and all those mm-hmm. diodes that are going to give me all the fancy feelings away mm-hmm. my life is going to suck that's that's what's scary for me is because people are going to get caught up in that and it's going to be not just an escape but it's going to become the reality and we're going to see you know i've i've done a lot of um reading and statistics i I care about mental health primarily of men because men's suicide rates are through the roof men who are not in relationships who are not having sex who are not meeting women who are not living a fulfilling life they're going through the roof there's a statistic that says that in by 2030 54% 54% of all women will be single. That's a scary number. And that's women between the ages of like 24 and 42. Is that is that what also continue where like Elon Musk saying like birth rate's going to decline? Yes, absolutely. Because these are things like that we're not, said, yeah, we're not talking about these things, you know, and, and it's, it's becoming. He's brought that up. He, I brought, I saw where he brought up saying like human growth is going to decline. It's going to drop. It is. In the next like a couple decades, if nothing's like done about it. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm not it's not so much I'm afraid is I think I've become aware of it. It's when you become aware of a thing that goes on, it starts to become difficult to not see it, right? So like, if like I know in America there was this huge issue with it, it still is like homelessness in in San Francisco and and LA, yep. right? Like yep. if you were to live somewhere in in that state or in that city where... i would never live there no but I let's say let's say you're living there but you're living in a place that you don't get to see all the bad bits you'd be convinced everything's fine you know you have food on the table your bus is on time that's like the hunger games 
yeah but like the issue is when you when you walk through the favelas when you walk through you know the the bad bits when you see it with your own eyes then you start to sort of like wait a minute that's why part of this podcast for me is important because i've been through the shit that's been caused also by video game addiction also by um you know me being convinced i'm an introvert and i don't want to go out i don't want to meet women i don't want to have fun with friends or whatever and like all these things that they are kind of connected mm. because as men we tend to escape we tend to try to find yep. solace in these technologies that are here and so when i see when i see the you know the tiktok addictions and stuff it freaks me out because i, mm. I think to myself Damn, do you watch it? Do you go on TikTok? I don't have TikTok, but I will find myself wasting hours scrolling through pointless TikToks YouTube on Instagram, shorts? right? Or YouTube Shorts, and I don't know how to how to like. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm, this is happening in, in about a week's time. I've actually ordered an iPhone, and I hate iPhones. If you know me, you know I'm like an Android hardcore. I want to have. Yeah, a, I have an iPhone. I have an iPhone because my whole family has it, so I can FaceTime them and stuff like that. Yeah. Well. I, I never wanted to have an iPhone, but I've pulled the trigger and I'm going to test out the 13 mini. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have two phones. I'm going to have the iPhone only for calling, taking photos and streaming music. That is it. No social media, no nothing. And then I'll have the other phone, my Android, my old Android for everything else. Because I find myself being completely distracted. Like right now, we're having a conversation and I'll get a DM. It could be anything. It could be Instagram, could be a Tinder notification, could be a mm-hmm. Facebook DM, right? Could be a WhatsApp message, could be a, a sale somewhere. And then that's, oof, and I'm distracted. And I forget what I was thinking about and I forget what I was going to talk about. And it happens during work, happens during recordings. It's a, it's a distraction. It's a, it's a reset. I read somewhere that, let's say you're doing some deep work. Let's say you have to write a book, just random okay. thing, and you get distracted. How long do you think it will get? It will take you to get back into that same state of deep focused work. Quite a bit, because like for me, I can get distracted really easily. That's one of the reasons why I went back on uh, ADHD medicine, mm-hmm. so I can focus and also more mental clarity. It's because the thing with ADHD, like, I have severe ADHD as well, so I can, yeah. like, get easily distracted and go, like, oh, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, just forget what happened, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Get I, easily distracted. I, I'm similar, and the number is up to 23 minutes. 23 minutes. You imagine, you know, you do your deep work for, for five minutes, and then you, you're you finally in that Zoom where you're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm putting all the, the correct, everything's flowing, and then, boom, put, mm-hmm. reset, 20, 23 minutes. Um, and that's... That's scary to think, you know, that we we hemorrhage so much time, that we we lose so much time. It's because we think about it. There was a there was a TikTok. Ironically, there there is some good content on TikToks. There's, there's some good content. There was a, a clip from. I actually started doing a TikTok mm-hmm. stuff. I started two months ago. And I already have two thousand followers just but from doing War Thunder. You stuff. do it. You do it as creating the content, right? I I would assume yep. you're not spending the same time watching it. No, I I really don't watch on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't even watch shorts. Like I just upload. Like to be honest with you, like I actually don't watch like a lot of War Thunder videos mm-hmm. and stuff. Like or live streams. Let's pop in sometimes. Like I'm usually always doing my own thing. Like it's weird. Like to be honest. Like I can't sit and watch a stream for hours. Like I get bored really quickly. Like it's just weird. Like for me, like I get easily distracted. Then I'm like, because I want to do something. Because of my energy, like I just can't. I don't want to sit here and watch something. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes I come in your stream and sometimes I disappear because I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do my own thing now. 
that's because so much is going on as well. Like it's it's hard for us to focus. We've been we've been sold this ideal. Don't take me for a communist or a socialist because I'm I'm far from that. But the I, I know you're I, you know I live I think in you're a conservative. I'm I'm actually very right wing. Yeah, but the yeah, I am too, but. the thing is. Slovenia used to be part of Yugoslavia, and yeah, Yugoslavia it, was, it was a. Communi- it was communist, with the Iron Curtain. Yes, it, it was. It was very much a communist state. But what was good at the very beginning, when we sort of we broke off and became our own country, and what was good about the system is that Yugoslavian. Yeah, what was good is that you know you had one pair of shoes, and you had you know one type of shirt, like, and so you you weren't. Because people nowadays, and this is this is part of the problem with America, unfortunately, is that you know capitalism loves options. It loves to sell you stuff that you don't need to impress people that you don't care about. Was that Will Smith quote, right? And you tell him when he slapped the. No, 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 no. <laughs> keep my wife's name. No, no, no. There's actually a thing where he says, like, we. I think it's like you know you work a job for somebody you don't care about to get money to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't care about. And that's kind of how it goes. Back then, these weren't questions that you were focused about. It was like, yeah. if you wanted to buy shoes, you didn't choose between Nikes and Adidas and all the 50 other brands. It was just shoes. Like, shoes were literally shoes. They didn't care what you put on there. Now you have, you know, Balenciaga and Gucci and Lacoste and all these brands, and it all has to be unique. And it matters if you have an iPhone or if you have a Samsung or if you have a flip phone, burner phone, right? People will, in a way judge you or rather we think people judge you because we judge them um and i think that's the sadness that's sort of giving us despair because we've been brought up and my generation is feeling this you know i'm, I'm 26 yeah, we're, now. Uh, yeah, we're, we're both the same age well you're technically you're only a month older oh, okay than me well what day were you born february 25th so fun fact you are Two day, two days older than Pokemon. Really? Pokemon Day, <laughs> February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Like, that's when it like it started. Damn, that was my grandfather. The first card came out February. That was Pokemon Day, February twenty seventh. Every year is Pokemon Day. Damn. Yeah, I thought, I thought you, should, I thought you would know that, but I, I did. You probably know. wouldn't have known. I yep. didn't know. I was like, "Is your birthday in February 27th? I'm like, "Well, that's cool. You're on born on Pokemon Day," because <laughs> I wasn't sure it was like one of those date dates. Yeah. I also remember your like your old like uh I still sometimes watch your old like highlights from like seven years ago. Guilty sometimes pleasure. I actually I sometimes watch. This is gonna sound really fucked up. Maybe I don't know, but I I still watch sometimes my old content because my mentality was I, always create content that you would want to watch. You know, like speak in a way that you would want to listen to yourself speak. Talk about things that you'd want to listen to yourself talk about. At the end of the day, look, we're going to record this podcast. And then in like two weeks time, I'm going to be like, oh my God, I got to put this episode up on YouTube. I'm going to have to sit down and listen to the whole conversation again. Hopefully I'll be diligent to do that. And then get a few markers, get a few timestamps, create a couple of TikToks, put them out there, you know. Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't enjoy our conversation now then i'm definitely not going to enjoy it then you know i want to be able to enjoy listening to my same voice over and over again that became maybe part of the addiction that led the actual voice to develop because mm-hmm. it was like i have a question you're that was the persona right mm-hmm. like the ego thing like, that was a complete persona because i know like you're completely different off stream compared to 
I mean, I think it's like I think with the orange, heart. I think with the orange doom was, it was like filling the gaps that were missing. If you've ever done any of those, you're creating an experience. Yeah, you know, you know when you have the looks like an octagon where you'll have different. Um, like like a psychological exam, and it will say how moral are you, how ethical you are, and then it, based on the degree, it will create this pattern. Do do you have an idea? I have a really hard time describing it, but essentially, all of us were lacking in certain departments. I was lacking in the fact that I was very introverted. I was very shy. I wasn't very outspoken. I was very. Um, I watched a lot of your old videos where like you're like like you so said you're shy. Yeah. And I think I went into the extreme. I think what I did was I realized that, you know, if that's Andrew Tate or Warthon, they're fine. But, like, I think I wanted to... Part of me wanted to feel what it was like to be godlike at something. That's why God of War, that's why all the efforts. Mm. I, I wanted to feel what it was to be the best at something. It because you know as a kid i was i was a huge fan of football and i was like let's say i was the third or the fourth best in our class that's just in our class not even in our school or in our city or in our country or in the world that's it's a very small thing and it wasn't enough i was still hungry i was like i want to know what it feels like to be the best and as i'm saying this i'm now remembering how nice it would be to start another business where i can get that feeling and it's not some shitty video game, but it's actually life, and you're doing something that's that's giving people yep. that drive. Yep. And also, like, I'm like I watch a lot of my old stuff. Oh, I I like I get like upset like how I used to act like like very cringe and how mm -hmm. it like let people like troll me because for me like my dis I'm like five years behind everyone right like mentally. If that makes sense. Like it took me to like two years like to realize just if you ignore stuff like that they. They fuck off like they go away because technically like if you control someone you don't get a rise out of them they leave they get bored yeah but, you know what i mean because you remember i used to get trolled badly back in the day yeah but the thing about trolls is you know part of that was also fun you know yep. part of the troll there's is... also but there was also people who uh who did troll for because i had like a disability though and i couldn't take jokes and they knew that but do you would you say it made you a stronger person? Well, it made me like strong, but the people who are doing that, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not sure say this on Twitch, but if you have to troll someone with disability and you know they have and they can't jokes, you're you're mentally ill. Yeah, I'm being. I'm just gonna be honest. But you know the way the way I looked at it always was like, I felt worse for them. Like if yep. you if you really think about it, it's like. Because a lot of them who did that, a lot of them are, are losers. Like, I know some of them who are literally, like, drug addicts. You know, people will make fun of you all the time. Like, it's it's going to be, you know, this this mm -hmm. constant attack. The, the reality is that I can make fun of you for having, let's say, Asperger's, which wasn't your choice. It's not like you were, you know, you... you Clicked a button. I'm born like, like I want, that, like, exactly. You were born with it. It's a thing that was yeah. given to you. I have orange hair. Not a lot of hair right now because I've, I've completely cut it off because it's summer. But these are the things that, you know, we're given. I always say it's like you log in to life as a video game and you press this big ass, you know, randomized button and you get something. 
Some people are tall, some mm. people are short, some people are skinny, some people are fat, some people are white, some people are black. It doesn't really matter. What matters is how you're able to 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 build your uh, your character up. And yeah. so what I find funny is that you're going to have a person who comes it to you. Make me, it did make me tougher, though, to realize like how the real the real world is. Absolutely. I mean, not like, not, and then, again, it made me thick, get thicker, thicker skin, though. Yeah, because look, I mean... You know, people people be like, oh my god, look at this kid who had Asperger's who's selling Pokemon cards and then gambled it all. It's like, yeah, but he had to get to the point where he could gamble it all, which you didn't do. You know, people have that thing where they they come around and they'll be like, oh, you know, ego boy, and he, he. It's like, yeah, but I had to get to there. You know, like people can people right now will say, oh, haha, look at you, you upload a YouTube video and you barely get five hundred views. And I'm like, still more views fact, than you will ever get. Uh, like, yep. You know what I mean? You have to yep. always be able to just, just like, wh- who's this person who's complaining about me? Like, who are you to judge yeah. me? You know what? Also, fun fact too with YouTube, like, people don't know this, but if you, like, say, like, you get a whole bunch of people and you're disliking video, it actually helps with the algorithm. So you're actually giving them more exposure for people to click that video and see what was wrong with it. Yeah, isn't that that quote? Like, you're, there's, you're, there's no yeah, such you're, thing you're as bad publicity. Yeah, you're helping them. You know, like Reddit, fucking can't stand me. I mean, like, probably now they they might change their opinion it's, a little it's bit. It's probably different. It's probably different people than sh- what I, used to know. I'm sure, but I'm sure that you know the ones that were there and were giving me crap for it, they were just publicity. You know, I'm sure somebody clicked on on one of those posts and was like, "Oh my god, this guy it's is this guy is really bad," you know, and he, and 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 actually ended up enjoying me, and it was like, "That's fine. Maybe maybe some dude found me through through being a friend." Like, you know, we could have been arch enemies. If only I had a different reaction. I could have very easily came into your stream that day and just been like, yo, mate, shut the fuck up. You're a pleb. You don't know how to play the game. Get out of here. That would have completely changed the approach we have. And so I think you're one of the first people that I'm intrinsically aware of in my memory where my approach towards your, let's say it was hate. It wasn't really hate from from you at the time, but let's say it was hate. Because I I believe what people said and I didn't do my own research and due diligence. Yes. And And also like you're, and people don't realize in red, like, like what you did, right? You, it was a show. It was a performance. Like, it's just like, it's, it was your persona. It's like how Dr. Disrespect, he has, he, he's basically like, he's acting like that's not how he acts like IRL. That's literally pulling a character. Well, or like Tyra One becoming like, like it's it's all personas and for content and stuff like that. And that was your mm-hmm. way of giving content to your viewers to keep them engaged and stuff like that. Yeah, well, people like to think they have you figured out. Yeah, you know, they like to think they have you comp- comp- compartmentalized. They like to think they have you all figured out. And they know exactly who you are and what you are. And you have to constantly surprise them. You know, and I think when people doubt in you, that that gives you a certain amount of of, of power. Like that's one one of the quotes I really like. It, it goes by this. It says, um, "Tell the My world, favorite. tell the world what you're gonna do, but first show it." I think it's beautiful. I remember, uh, I remember when your first highlights. Like you're making jokes, like I was born with aimbot and it was all in my hand. It looks like <laughs> that. <laughs> It, I think a lot of what Twitch was for me, at least, was almost like a comedic performance. Is yep. being able to, you know, first. And that's foremost, literally how you. That's how you grow. Like you have to have a personality. Like you can be good at the game, 
But like, if you're good, the game don't have a personality. No one's gonna watch you. Like, but I'll tell you where this. Actually, will... no. Actually, no. Actually, no. They will because it's worth thunder. Nah, I don't know, man. I think ultimately, without personality, they won't. They won't care that much. But I noticed yeah. that this is this is a concept used in pickup artistry. So in, in in dating world, if you're trying to like be smooth with a woman, women will often make fun of you and they make fun of you to sort of test mm -hmm. if you really are the man that, that you, you, you're yeah. trying to perceive and so one of the simplest ways to do is is so-called amuse and amplify where basically like she'll make fun of you and instead of you trying to block her trying to deflect that joke you want to make it bigger you want to amplify you want to make even more fun of yourself and it shows to her that you're you're completely comfortable with being being made fun of and it takes away the power from that person you know and i was using the same concept on on stream i didn't know this at the time you know i was i was i didn't know about women back then but i knew how to how to play somebody in in, in the chat how to make sure mm -hmm. that cuz you have different They're types of yes but also you have different types of trolls you have to troll that you want to just ban and get him out of there because he's literally going to be a bad case of bad publicity. They're, they're doing like the, the TOS stuff, like saying doing stuff that's like literally TOS and get you in trouble. Yeah. Yes, but then you also have you know the trolls. I, you that, know, that are good. you know, I got swatted on Christmas Eve in 2017, right? What you got, <laughs> Jesus? But that is on, an American yeah. thing, Donnie. That's like nobody's ever getting swatted in Europe. That's such an American. It was someone. Thing. I don't know. I still don't know who it was. So let's say someone the worth in our community. Hmm. Yep. They what was. I think what was the story? What the Officer, they came in with AR-15s, searching house. I think the reason was, yep, I remember they said that I killed my mom. I was armed with AK-47s and bombs. I was going to go attack a school or something like that. Jeez, and then as soon as they gross. knocked on a door and they saw my mom there, they knew it was bullshit. And it, like, changed the whole thing. So, like, it, you know what I mean? But, but that's so, you know, what, what's scary about that is that... What could have happened is... What if they would have barged in yeah. and killed someone? Like, that's the thing that's scary about swatting is you don't realize, they oh, they're cool, it's funny. But you, you could literally get someone killed. Yeah, this is the, there was there was a case, I, I read about this a month ago, so there was a few kids that went on top of a... It's usually uh, kids that, it's usually kids that do this. It's not usually adults. Yes. It's almost always kids that do this. And, and they went on top of a intersection and they were just throwing rocks at drivers. And yep. lo and behold, they killed the driver. And now they're going to spend, you know, the rest of their life or whatever in prison. And, and it's this, mm. as a kid, you do some really dumb things. And I think it boils down to this, I call it the stovetop. You know, you know, everybody gets burned on a stovetop at some point in their life. Mm. And it's good to do it early. It's good to get properly hurt early when you're a kid to learn so that your noggin gets the information it's like okay stove hot don't touch it but somebody who doesn't get through the process that's, is likely going to get way like, more burnt later on in life right that's like negative reinforcement is what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what that term is like positive and negative reinforcement yes, yes. yep i don't know it's yep. it's scary to think i mean that people actually do that 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 that, that that their lives, that somebody's life is so miserable and empty that they would instigate a swatting. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Like, what would somebody have because, to do? Because they're, because they're edgy and they think it's funny. And they probably never been... That's so completely never probably gotten in trouble. Yeah, completely oblivious of the, the actual... They don't understand the repercussions. 
It's did, like, did, it was like this was like 2017. I was like 20 years old when it happened. I was just playing Hearts of Iron 4 with my friends. So we were just playing a, a nice quick game of Hearts of Iron 4. It was like the night of, this, of uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. And my mom call, gives me a call, says, Diane, listen, carefully go outside with your hands up. There's a SWAT team outside. He said, do you want to talk to him? I was like, I was like, yeah, I think I might have been told. I said, we, we figured just come outside. We're just going to make sure everything's okay. And I did that. Listen to him. And they could they could tell like way before that, but they checked the house just to make sure, you know, protocol. But, uh, yeah. Ever since then, like, I moved. Like, I'm in a different house than I was. Because hmm. they were going to sell the house anyway. So, like, I just been very careful. Like, I haven't clicked any links. No, but it's it's scary like that. As a kid, yeah, to put you yeah, people would uh, it would literally people would literally post my address in the in Twitch stream. It's fucked up. Yeah, well, that was part I was never afraid of because in our country nobody nobody gives a shit. But it is so Jocko. It is a, it is a stressful thing to think about. Because... It can be it can be very very scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about being careful, like. Same thing with the Pokemon community. Like, it's hard for me to trust people. Like, I've grown with this stuff. Like, I've learned, like, to literally watch people. Like, I was, like, two years ago, I was, like, really naive and stuff. Like, I always think, oh, all people are good and stuff like that. Nope. It's not how the world is. I'm always on my guard. Mm. Yeah, those are, those are really scary things. That's um, partially what I'm actually afraid of ever going to America is, is this you know this freedom of getting shot everywhere because you could like there's um mm-hmm. you know and then well it also mainly depends on what area you go into as well like, if you're like in a bad area then obviously but usually nothing bad happens like in safe areas yeah, most I mean, of the time obviously it's also you know we only hear about the bat things because the media outlets are running yeah. out of things it's mainly do, so. it's mainly big cities big mm-hmm. cities are bad that's actually i think that's pretty much of any big city in the world there it's always dangerous versus like a small uh a town of like fourteen thousand. because mm-hmm. usually everything's like safe like the police is usually really good like in my tally nothing bad really happens the only thing that usually happens people get pulled over for is speeding and that's it mm-hmm like there has to been a bank robbery in my town probably like fifteen years. Like that's how good like the police are. Like if you like if you go a mile over the speed speed limit, oh, I'm sorry, you're used to Imperial. You go one point six kilometers over the speed limit, uh, they'll pull you over. Oh yeah, also that I part think, about miles and feet and gallons and pounds. Well, technically, to be fair, almost every pilot uses Imperial. If you didn't know that. Like, what I like, feet, what I like about feet and knots. miles. Feet and knots. Here's the thing: miles are easier to say. Feet is easier to say. You know, mm-hmm. like how fast are you going? Sixty miles now. Really easy yeah, to say. Yeah. As opposed to a hundred yeah. kilometers per hour. It's just it's annoying. It doesn't go off the tongue as much. Yeah. Yeah, it's easier to say like a lot of like Europeans like they yeah. imperial, but it's it, it's it's easier to say like I'd rather say how tall are you? Oh, I'm six foot two. Not like oh, I'm a hundred and ninety centimeters. It like, is easier to say. It's easier just to say six foot two. Yeah. Or, you know, gallons, milliliters. Like like one gallon is 3.7 uh, liters. 3.7 liters, Jesus. Yep, it's one gallon. 
How is gas over there? Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I think it's 1.6 euros per Ooh, liter. Oh, yeah. that's a lot. You're getting it scammed. Is. I remember so, the best, the, pandemic, best the, the cheapest it was ever, it was like September 2020. It was one euro per liter, and that was beautiful. That was beautiful. You know how much, you know how much it was during the pandemic here? Let me add, it's going to be a, a, a dollar 20 a dollar, for a, a gallon. Dollar, a dollar 50 USD. For a gallon or a liter? Yeah, a gallon. Oh, my bloody God. Jesus Christ. Right now, it's like in my town, it's $3 a gallon. Although you guys do, like a lot of people in America drive those gas-guzzling pickup trucks. So yeah. like, The thing is, like, you guys do pay more for gas than most Europeans because they don't have mm -hmm. the oil. They have to import it. Ah, they're, they're, I, th I think we're being milked. I think we're being really I mean, milked. I mean, I think Saudi Arabia has the cheapest gas in the world, I'm pretty sure, because they have a lot of oil. I think Russia, too, is pretty cheap as well. Yeah, Russia's got the, the issue with, with gas because they they supply gas to pretty mm -hmm. much half of Europe. And mm -hmm. then you've got Germany and then they... Ah, it's a big mess. Yep. You know. Has it been, It's been over a year since that whole thing started, right? With Ukraine, yeah. It's been like a year and yeah. a few months, actually. It's... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, in Texas, it was $1.25 a gallon during the pandemic. Well, we'll get... Just got this... It's extremely cheap. Dollar twenty, a dollar twenty-five a gallon in Texas. Also, keep in mind the average wage, right? Because in America, you get paid what's like the bare minimum per hour, like seventeen dollars, fifteen dollars. You know, for it's fifty. Um, I know Westford in Georgia, it's seven dollars is minimum oh, okay. wage. Because here it's yeah. like six, seven euros. I want to say. I think they changed. I think they changed it in Florida. Chat dollars. Probably depends per so, state, right? This year it is. It's going to be thirteen dollars uh, this year because Florida signed a bill into where like it's going to raise a dollar each year till twenty twenty six when it hits fifteen. Yeah, yeah. twenty sorry twenty twenty six. Did I say twenty fifteen? Twenty. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, eight seven seven two. But uh. Yeah, like, I think it's one, like, right side of America is the fuel's cheap. And, like, what's your minimum wage in Slovenia? I was going to say, it's probably about six, seven euros. Or maybe, no, it's probably five. Five euros per hour. That's, that's so... What's your taxes? Taxes are pretty fucking bad. It's like 22, 25%. What's the highest tax bracket? I think it's 45, 50. Oh. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, and you're getting paid a little? Yeah. It's about so to yeah, be... in America, I think the highest is, I think thirty-seven percent, is the top bracket. Mm -hmm. But also, we do get, we get paid more. But you see a lot of European countries that the wage is less, but they get taxed more. And that's thing I noticed, like a lot of Europeans will get taxed. Well, well, you pay for healthcare. Well, well, and they say we have free healthcare. I'm like, no, you don't. You pay for it in taxes. But the bigger problem with free healthcare and and well, nothing's ever free it's coming out of someone's pocket. well the problem nothing's with healthcare is it is free but it's also shit because you like when you need something you cannot get it so oh, you yeah, that's need the thing to about... have networking you need to have yeah. you need to have a friend who knows a dentist you need to have a friend who knows a orthopedist a surgeon like you just you need to start to get yeah. to know people who so can, who with my health insurance i can see someone tomorrow right away 
Like I can like call someone, hey, I'm having this issue, and I can see someone either like sometime this week, like either the next day or this week. Like it's that quick. Like you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. It it really is bad. Like you have to. But wait. there's isn't there there's private insurance, isn't there in Europe? Europe like it's optional. No, what they're what they're doing now is they're giving you. Like you pay a little bit extra per month, and then you have access to the doctors, and mm-hmm. I think that's something worth starting to use. Um, the biggest problem right now, though, in Slovenia is housing, because there's simply not enough apartments, and the cost of apartments is really how much ridiculous. How much is that? How much is a house like a? How much is a a nice like four bedroom house in Slovenia that's like three thousand square feet? I don't know how much three thousand square feet is, but for like a now's house, you're going to be looking at four hundred to six hundred thousand to a million, and like the issue is even rent, right? Because like right now, renting, if I want to get, let's say I want to get a decent apartment for just myself, like a a one room apartment, quite literally, is going to send me back like yep. four five hundred euros. So, which is going to be I like a- you know a third of of what I'm getting paid, or for some people, it's a half of what they're getting paid. Yeah. Add to that expenses of food yeah. and expenses of internet and all those things, and you're better off just living living on the street essentially. Mm-hmm. So, so I live in a big piece of property. I live probably like in a, a one acre and a half. That's how big it is. Jeez, it gets a really big piece of property with a house, and it's it's nine hundred thousand dollars. It's like that's the value of the house, the property, but it's a really big piece of property. That's the thing about what most co- people don't have like other countries. Like everyone has spacious properties. You know what I mean? Because if you look in England, every every house is close together. Like just barely any property, then they pay they pay so much for what it is. The worst part is that in Slovenia in particular, we have this it's a neighborly like, thing, but it's always like the grass is greener at the neighbors. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about the neighbor. And what I find annoying is that when you're living in a house, like the way we do is where you have another house to your left, another house to your right, right? It's there's very little privacy. If you want to have a party at two a.m., you know, middle of the night, you want to blast music, you can't do that. So, this is the thing that's always been a driving force in the back of my head. I keep thinking, you know, last year I was spending a lot of time on the coastline, and I fell in love with the area. I fell in love with the with the environment, the air, the breeze, all that. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if if I ever do going to actually wanting to buy a property i don't want it to be just a house i want it to actually be have a have a space around that just separates me Mm. so that if i want to have you know a party at four in the morning blasting techno music from my jacuzzi in the backyard i can do that Mm. that's this is what i find interesting about america is because you have you know when i think america i think about texas i think about a a ranch i think about this big ass have you thought about have you thought about moving to America? No, absolutely not. I So I live in Slovenia, and the way that I see it is everything north from where I live is severely more socialized, but also severely more fucked because everything is becoming, you know, it's feminized, it's, it's being liberated by um, this freedom of everything, and... What's happening is that the food quality further north you go is worse. So okay. when people say Sweden, I'm like, just don't. 
I will go there. I will definitely visit Sweden. I want to see it. But when it comes to, you know, it's just not for me. Where I'm driven to I've heard to a lot is, of people, like, say some stuff about Sweden. I don't know, man. Look, I, I'll have a few friends that, like, they're, they're in well, love with Sweden. They're, they'd I have go a there friend, like, one of, my, one of my moderators is Sweden, like, Swedish. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think. He's in here right now. Like, I think he doesn't like it there. No, like, the way I'm thinking about it is, there. like, Greece, Italy, Spain. Right, that's those are countries that I think would be beautiful to live in. You have good climate, you have beautiful women, you have good culture, you have traditional values, you have amazing food, you have places you can ride your bike, you have the ocean. It's it's just nice. It's like you go there and it just feels at home. And I realized that that the further south I traveled, the more comfortable I got with myself, and the more I was I was I was enjoying it. And so. My plan is to just any business I will go and venture into is a business I can do remotely so that I don't have to be based in Berlin, in Germany, just because there's a good paying job there, because then I have to live in Berlin. I'd love to visit Berlin. I'd love to go there, go to a club. I'd love to get fucked up in the back of some bar, you know, wake up half naked in the middle of Alexander's place or whatever under the the Brandenburg tour, but I don't want to live there. You know, I'd love to visit New York, wouldn't want to live there. It's like the place that I would want to call home, I feel in my heart and mostly in my stomach, in my gut, is south. It's somewhere where it's just... I've heard Croatia's beautiful. Croatia's very nice, but it's also very fucked. Like, it's really bad. You know, to live there, it's really, really bad. Is it the government there it's bad, or is it... It's just the... It's the pay, you know, the further south you go, the worse people are off because mm. there's there's less good paying jobs. Yeah. The the most classic. Like I was. You remember when I went to Italy, right? Mm-hmm. Like seven years ago, like it was amazing how like cheap the food was for what you get, like especially in Rome. And it like shocked me. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Like like, yeah, like this normally would have cost like forty bucks back home where I live. Yeah. And it was like twelve euros. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like there's, there's, you know, there's a part of me. Back when I was still living the old life, I was, I was dating this girl. She was studying to be a doctor, and she was thinking about doing her classes in either Germany or Switzerland. And I thought, I would love to go to Switzerland, right? And you have like a job as a chef there. You work in a hotel. You get paid a lot of money compared to your standards, but not a lot of money compared to their standards. You know, what a lot of people in the Balkans do in Bosnia, in Serbia, and Croatia, is they travel north. Actually. They go to Austria, they go to Germany, they stay there for a couple of months every year, they make a bunch of money, and then they come back. But what's ironic is that these are the types of people that will have, they'll have an Audi, or a Mercedes, or a BMW, have a really nice, really expensive car, but their house is just like a, it's it's just bricks. It's, it's, it's a completely, you know, fucked up looking thing. Because it's, they're doing it for the, for the, the style, you know, they they want to look good and drive a fancy car, and I don't know. It's it's. I once joked I'd live in a in a cottage somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and I think I think I will eventually divert to that. Like just genuinely want to be in a in a uh, in a cozy environment, you know, with with a. I don't know if if you watch any of these. Like I, I watch a lot of cooking shows, like whether it's Gordon Ramsay traveling or Anthony Bourdain, and it's. The poorest sections of the world, they always have the best food, 
the kindest people and just the nicest environment and i i crave that and so my desire really is to one day just be able to turn off all my devices just turn off access to the internet and just just enjoy life just sort of forget the rest of it exists i think that would be my version of utopic happiness is where at the moment where everybody else is plugged into their vr headsets through mark zuckerberg's metaverse or whatever and they're all enjoying their life that's where i want to be on the beach you know just just chilling just having a good time because life's really way too short to be stressed out about some of those things i agree that's why i don't get mad the like it's not worth it anymore like it's not worth it like there's other things you can get mad at it's not worth getting mad over a video game no but generally getting mad is just a really I'm gonna it's not get worth the energy. Yeah, I want to. I'm, I'm getting into stoicism. I'm trying to because I'm, I'm a very cleric person. I get very, very angry very quickly. You know, especially if I'm driving a car and I'm like, oh my god, these people can't drive. That's another thing. Like, you live in a city. You've got a job in downtown. You're spending mm-hmm. hours every week. That's like I think I did some math, which is if you spend 40 minutes a day, five days a week commuting. Over the course of a year, that's a week. That's one week of you sitting in a car just commuting. And that's what that's, kind of car do you have? I've got a shitty car. Because it gets me from point yeah. A to point B. You know. Yeah. I have I, a I have a Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, but I, I could have a I could have a Lamborghini for all it matters. It would still take me forty minutes to get from point A to point B because it's traffic. It's the roads. Yeah. The roads are all, and also so, I think the roads are not the best in Europe, are they? Compared to like No, they're okay. Heard Germany has the best roads in Europe, right? Sure, but like here's the thing. If I have to choose between having a really fancy, expensive, comfortable sports car that I can drive on the Autobahn in Germany, you know, three hundred kilometers an hour, and mm-hmm. having some beat up um four wheel drive, you know, Jeep from nineteen ninety one with no air conditioning, with no roof somewhere where i'm not going to get stopped by the popos somewhere i'm on, on some island in greece just driving around having a jolly good time i know what i'm choosing i don't need the lambo you know like there's this i don't know there's a desire to just escape society almost i think at some level there's there's a man in us that kid that used to spend time digging dirt and and, and playing around in the garden and just sort of escaping into the forest and chopping things. There's this mm-hmm. primordial desire for us to just go wild, just disappear. You know, and I keep seeing, there was a, I was watching a YouTube video of some dude who lives in the middle of some Siberian forest in the middle of nowhere. He has no one. It's just like, I think he has a dog maybe, but like, it's just, and he's like 70 years old. He's ancient. And he's enjoying mm-hmm. life, you know? Like, obviously, not everybody wants that life. I don't want mm-hmm. that life. I don't want to live in freaking Siberia, but yeah. it's the solitude and the, the escape. Actually, I think I might be, like, countries I might be going to Japan in two months. Okay. Or, like, the Pokemon worlds, but I've always wanted to go to Japan. So I'm going to make a little two-week vacation out of if I do go. That's, like, one of the countries I actually have always wanted to go to. I want to go to Japan. Asia for me has never been very interesting. Japan, I you find weird. You want to go weird. to Japan? No, no. In fact, if I have to give you a, a, a complete honesty, I think the place where I want to be is here. I think Europe is the place to be and the place to stay, right? Um, mm. You know, Africa doesn't interest me. Um, Asia is just just not my not my cup of tea, really. Um, North America, we've defined no. Um, yeah, maybe in the middle of Colorado somewhere, just 
Do you want to go to America? I don't know. Or man. visit? I'd, I'd definitely love to visit. I want to see it. You know, I want to see. But then you could be in America for a year and you wouldn't see everything. Like I live in one of the smallest countries in Europe and I haven't seen all of that country in 26 years. So I, I definitely would want to travel though. But then there's the, the, the problem of like, let's say I want to go see Machu Picchu in in in, um, in in South America, right? And then you go there and you realize, oh, fuck, half the world had that idea and it's I'm surrounded by tourists. You know, I hate crowded places if I know that I can see something that isn't necessarily crowded. Like, I'd, I'd prefer to have a beach that is empty over a beach that has hundreds of thousands of people on, let's say, in the middle of, of Miami, right? It's good to see it on TV. It's good to see it in a TV show. It's like, oh, Baywatch, you know, Pamela Anderson with her big tits running, running, saving a guy drowning. That's hot to see on TV. But in reality, I want it to be like me, my partner, maybe like two or three kids, and just that, that, that's a little tiny beach in the middle of the Balkans. Be way happier with that than, than that massive, you know, bazookas. <laughs> I think your mic's muted, Donnie. I know I'm talking. Oh, no, it's like in a, <laughs> the game. I got like gang banged by AP if all my team was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah, I ca I caused one person to crash, but so, you know, what? I wanted to, I wanted to ask you. So you're currently living in Florida, right? Yep. And do you see yourself staying there, or do you see yourself maybe going living somewhere? Honestly, else? I like I like it here. I like Florida. Mm -hmm. Because of like how the current world is right now, like I think Florida is one of the nicest places to go right now. The government's good. There's a reason why everyone's like leaving, leaving their states right now, leaving like I say, like blue states are moving here. Mm -hmm. It's a better life. The traffic sucks though. I mean, traffic sucks everywhere where it's crowded. You know, the thing is, like Miami's really bad with it. Because people down there, they don't know what turning signals or mirrors are, so that you get cut off. <laughs> I, I have one guy who that. I was like driving in, and he he's honking me to push, and he wanted me to basically do a U-turn into oncoming traffic. I I opened the window and yelled at him, and he apologized. See, I don't think that culture is going to get better. You know, I think that no. the again the utopic version is if you're gonna i mean okay if everybody's plugged into the metaverse then that means less people on the roads which is good for me if everybody's in teslas or like some kind of automated cars then we don't actually drive anymore which is i personally really like to drive you know in a few days i'm I like driving be, too it's fun yeah in a few days i'm driving from from capital of slovenia to munich and that's like how long does that take uh it's like 350 kilometers so it shouldn't take too long it's like you know five hours or so Three. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it because it's like it's me on the road. Mm -hmm. But the difference between traveling as opposed to commuting, you know, that's the thing that I think that's so important. And then it, it becomes a really big thinking process because let's say the classic style of people living, I don't know how it is in America, but in Slovenia, it's like you have you know a man and a woman, you know, husband and wife, and they have like, kid or whatever and they live in a house or an apartment mm -hmm. and they probably both work in the same city so the location of the house or the apartment is extremely important to the relation of where those things are because i personally feel really bad for people who commute like 
two, three hours every single day. That's that's Ooh. abysmal, you know. But people, some people do the most that. hour commute be like thirty minutes max. Yeah, but some people do that, you know. And it, that, you uh, do you still do a lot of cooking? Um, I do less cooking now. I try to get a meal prep on on Sundays, so I try to just get food prepared for the next at least mm-hmm. three days. I told you I can bake really well, right? I, I trust you can. I can make a. I'm the only one in my family that can make cheesecakes. Cheesecakes, my absolute favorite. Yep, and the things people don't realize, you have to cook it right, and once if you crack at the top, is cracked. It means it's done. It's overcooked. It's over. You do it in the um in the. I do water, a water bath. You do a water, water bath. bath. Yep. Yeah. I'm using that. I don't do it. I'm too lazy. I can't be bothered. And then you basically cook it at a high heat. Then you have you turn off the oven and leave it open, the yeah. oven door open yeah. for like thirty minutes, and then. You wrap it carefully, then you put it in the refrigerator for eight and a half hours, and there you go. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so I still cook, but I don't. It's another one of those problems where you don't want to turn a hobby into a craft, and that was I enjoy cooking, but in cooking as a profession is, it's badly paid, it's horrible working hours, horrible working environment, yeah. and you know, I part of me misses it. You know, for sure, the life that I was living. A year ago today it was a very fun life but it it wasn't the direction i wanted to be on it was like you're on a path okay. and and it was and i think that happens and you sometimes you just have to stop and analyze and backtrack and take a different route you know and that's the the, the smarter smarter thing to do yep what do you th- have you tried top tier jets no i've done you i the question that i asked you before which was do you still play War Thunder and why? Um, I think you know the answer for me. I don't, and you know why I don't play it. Because you don't, you don't, you don't find it fun. No, absolutely not. Um, in fact, you know, the only thing I would find fun is the old version of Korea, and I can't even get that because the airfields have been moved. So, I have actually, I've gotten that old airfield of Korea. I really, um, in props. Yeah. Again, look. I've also been getting uh, the original OG Japanese maps mm. from mid-tier, so I got Guadalcanal a couple times. Yeah, but like, you know, New Guinea, for example, is a good map, I remember. But for me, that has to have maybe a Bearcat, N1K, yep. you know, prop. These are things just don't happen anymore. You know, Nobody mm-hmm. plays those Japanese G8 N1 bombers. Like, I remember the name. I know what it looks like. It was, nobody plays them, so... And I'm I'm happy, I, uh, you know, I'm actually happy that they've broken the game to this level because mm-hmm. it gives me a valid reason not to miss it. Yep. I got Norway for the first time in like five years. The last time I played Norway, I got into drama with Max. So it's, <laughs> it's that. Well, that's where like you, you killed him. He's like, here's the thing, Orange. <laughs> and you're from this stream, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's like oh, fuck off I'm, I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast because he we had a good relationship up until that couple of couple of those weeks and then it was, it was so like, were you did you just like randomly join a game or did you what actually happened was that i opened up a stream and he was talking about i think it was the is2 mod 1944 where they mm-hmm. had given the tank a round which it supposedly wasn't historically supposed to have mm-hmm. something like that Whatever it was, you. you know, it wasn't really correct. And so I was in the chat and I must have typed something like, actually, blah, blah, blah. 
and he banned me. And I was triggered because I, I, I felt I didn't actually write anything offensive. I wasn't making fun of him. I wasn't, I, was just, I wasn't belittling him. I was just trying to get the facts straight, right? And he banned me. And, you know, within like 30 seconds, he joined a match. It was him and like three other guys in the squad. And he was playing, I think, the Typhoon Mark 1B. So I knew mm-hmm. the battle rating. And I just opened the game. I closed. I closed the stream. I wasn't stream. I mean, I wasn't. I was Q sniping, right? I was okay. trying to get into a game with him, but I wasn't trying to to actually go after him. So I load up the G two, the BF nine G two, um, and I just that's a fun plane. Yeah, and I go into a match, and I get into Norway, yep. and I log in, and I you know press N or whatever it was on the to get the the the, the team scores, and I'm like, okay, so I I Q sniped him. I'm in the same game as Mags, and then I just mm. played normally. And I, I was actually just playing like I normally would, just flying in a straight line, essentially. And lo and behold, the first person I encountered was him because he wasn't actually side climbing. I just I shot him down, and then that famous clip happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also going to let you know, like, I uh, I totally have a medical card now, right? Okay. So you're into the Mary J? Yep. Yep. In the cup, baby. Oh. <laughs> I used to take a knife for sleeping though. I hate I hate the I only do edibles so I don't smoke. I know, but I hate the stigma that's surrounding surrounding marijuana here because a part of me is against it and I'll I'll tell you why. Because in the wrong hands it's gonna just get you addicted. Right? Yeah. But the fact that's that funny. you know you you have this beautiful plant which has amazing medicinal purposes mm-hmm. And abilities um and not just thc but obviously cbd which is great for your muscle recovery and, and body relaxation i think that stuff's good for you like i really do like i think it it does a lot of stuff like thc cbd like i'm, I'm a believer in that stuff absolutely I, and i was making a another kill montage but i'm bringing back mm-hmm. it's actually inspired from one of your old ones like an original, like one single plane montage. You're getting sidetracked here, my man. We're talking oh, about Mar- we're talking about Mary sorry, Jane. Sorry, you, sorry. You, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's my, uh, you know, it's fine. ADHD. I'm used to it, man. I'm used to. It. I mean, people in the chat are gonna be like, oh, dude, this dude just gets lost. It's okay. That's Donny. You know, he's, he's got his train of thoughts. God forbid yeah. you get to talk to me if I'm on marijuana, because I'll just go 52 topics. We're gonna be we start talking about. You know, Top Gun, and in 15 minutes we're going to be talking about Lady Gaga. You, you never know; it's going to go yep. sideways. But my point being, I is saw that... uh, I saw Top Gun for the first time two weeks ago. The first one or the second one? First one. And you have I watched the second one after oh. after I, it was it was amazing. It's a, it's one of the best movies I've seen in the last couple of years, and it was partially because I'm a plane freak, but it, it was genuinely good. Back to the topic at hand. Um. I think it's bad because, you know, in America, you get the option to go into a dispensary and mm-hmm. and be like, look, I've got this and this problem. I'm trying to solve this and this issue. Um, and they will prescribe you something specifically for that. Mm-hmm. But when you have, when, when, when this thing is illegal or decriminalized, but you don't have access to it from a dispensary, what actually tends to happen is that you just buy wheat. And you don't know what the fuck is in there. You don't know how strong it is. You don't know where it's from. If it's got some other compound sprayed on it, you don't know which strain it is. You don't know what it's going to do to you. And it gets people hooked up in all the worst ways. Yep. 
and and we also react very differently. Uh, this goes for all types of substances. We react very differently. Mm. I know that in my group of friends, I can handle alcohol and sugar, actually gluten, way better than them. You know, I will drink more. I'll stay up for longer. I'll wake up first, and I'll be the least fucked up. And there's you know, some of it that is metabolism, some of that is, I think, in the head, some of it might be genetical, but yep. it's, I, I find it sad because it's such a monetary thing we could do. So if you legalize yeah, I it. A, I have a medical here. Yeah. It's yeah, good for, it's like, good um, for the taxes. It's good for the money. It's yep. good for the people because you actually get to help certain individuals. Yep. Yep. I, I mainly got for anxiety, but I also use for, I don't know if you know, I told you I've had, I have Crohn's, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a irritable bowel disease of the colon, yes. but uh, but yeah, that helps with it too. Like the marijuana, like marijuana treat, like gets rid of like the symptoms and just relaxes you. Mm-hmm. Thing I've noticed sometimes, like, like I take for like you know strains like indica, sativa, resin, rosin. Yes. So I noticed when I get like sativa, right? Like for some reason, I become like. Like if I'm like, for example, playing video games, I become like really, really, really good at it somehow because I get like this crazy focus. Yes. I change to like a different person. Yes. And that's and, because sativa is made that way. Sativa is made. It's like they call it the, the day weed, the daily, not the daily, but indica is your bloody, you know, in the couch. It's, it's on the couch, it munchies, in the couch, yeah. no productivity. And, and the problem is that I personally know that I could smoke indica and still force myself to be productive but i can feel it i can feel it just like it's like somebody put a really heavy wet towel on top of your head and it's just like oh i just want to just lay down it feels heavy mm-hmm. you know and it's great if if that's how you want to spend your evening you want to spend your evening watching netflix and just relaxing that's okay but that's the that's the thing where i think it derives what people say that that you know, weed smokers are lazy. I think that's where that comes from is because that that shit's going to actually make you lazy. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. not being able to... Oh, it, it does. Like Indica, like it makes you not want to do anything. Just Absolutely. You know. The thing is, if you take too much, what did someone say? What is it called? Overdosing? Frozen. Frozen or something. Ah. Like you're like in your own mind. You, you, yeah, you're in a different universe. I think. Yeah, you're in a different, yeah. Yeah, you're in a different universe. You don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, I, I started. Uh, I started about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Not only take what I need, I mainly take it for sleeping. Yeah, like I usually take it. I don't take it during the day. What I what I noticed is I had a problem with with migraines. I had because when I was eleven years old or so, I crashed with my bike into a car, had a concussion, broke my left collarbone, and a couple of months after that, I noticed that migraines started to happen, and essentially it would be an ocular migraine, meaning that. Imagine looking at your screen and then pixels would just start flickering, turning on and off. You cannot read, you cannot focus. And then within 20 to 30 minutes, a headache would start to form that was so intense that you just couldn't do anything for the rest of the day. You know, I'd take a pill, I'd vomit, I'd go to sleep. All the blinds have to be turned off. No sunlight, no no noise. Um, horrible thing. And I was getting headaches about... I've always had headaches a lot, but... Mm-hmm. I went to a chiropractor and neurologist. My mm-hmm. neck is actually straight for some reason. So I had to go see a chiropractor to get my neck corrected every week to fix like the straight neck. Mm-hmm. 
and it helped you so it's more it helps a bit like it's more of like i get tension aches it's not migraines i get ten, yes. it's just ten, muscle tension there's there's a lot of possible triggers you know i had migraines earlier this year because i was bulking i was doing a lot of working mm -hmm. out and i was taking creatine powder and i'm pretty sure that creatine powder was the triggerer um and so it helps to remove some of these triggers from your life and sometimes it's stress you know sometimes it's well you have questions i always say that marijuana in most cases should be a directional drug meaning that if you have for men right if you have a really important question a or b mm -hmm. yes or no you can sleep on it you can jerk it right rub one out that usually helps empty the ball sack gets your head a little bit clearer and the third one i always say have a conversation smoke a joint have a pint you know you need something that's going to distract you from the problem at hand and then usually the situation the 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 questions the answer will reveal itself in a very spontaneous way but i noticed that what tends to happen with certain individuals and this happened to me in the past is when you have consecutive let's say days where you're trying to find the answer and our good old friend mary j will gladly drive you in a circle you call mary j yeah mary j um because you know, imagine that you, let's, let's say this is, let's say that our life is like this. You're walking, I'm going to simplify it very much. This is my theory, but you're walking and you have two steps of, two, two sets of doors, a left door and a right mm -hmm. door, right? And you'll choose a door. And then you have another set of right door, left door. And so sometimes we like to use substances to help us get a clearer vision of what might be behind those doors. But what the problem mm -hmm. happens is when you get onto a track where it's just the left door or just the right door because what starts to happen is you literally start walking in a circle and you go back to where you came from and you just you keep circling circling so the the stigma is creepy about this you know the stigma around mushrooms about lsd about all these things because yeah. i've always been very artistic not i don't mean youtube or creating podcasts but I used to play piano. I used to do a lot of music. I'm still a huge yeah. fan of music. And I realized that the majority yeah. of good movies, the majority of good films, uh, movies and films, the same thing. The majority of good art wasn't created by sober people because you can't. Sometimes you just need that like whoosh, you know. Yeah. You like, remember I was in band. Yes. You, were, you, were, um, you did, was it percussion or was it? Yeah, percussion. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can play drums. Yep. You know, and there's, I don't know, there's, there's something amazing about that experience where it's like, you can just lay there and just listen to music. And sometimes something, you can hear something. I, I remember so many times I was listening to, let's say, trance music, which is, sounds very repetitive and very boring. But when I was high, I would lay there with my full focus on all the instruments and I could see when you're editing a YouTube video, you have a timeline. So you have your the commentary, the 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 sound from the the game, the the webcam layer, right? All these layers. And I realized that the same way music is obviously made, and I could my brain was able to sort of turn off certain segments of so just, just listen to the bass. And I could just listen to the bass in the song, and I would hear parts of songs, melodies in the songs, instruments that before I didn't even know existed. And I think so much of that we miss out on life in life because we're we're not paying attention to it because we're going ironically we're sober most of the time most of us are sober but it's almost like we're in some sort of intoxicating state mm. 
of of just the daily life. You yeah. know, we're so we're actually drunk, we're high on on life and what we have to do, and we don't realize this all these beautiful things around us that we can actually be taking in. And so, yeah, just like Vic said in chat now, he said it's like a mental reset. Yep. Yeah. Like how, like, I agree with that. You know how, like, I can get, uh, you saw how I said I can get, I get sidetracked, right? Mm -hmm. A lot. Like, that's just, like, my <laughs> severe issue with, like, my aspect. It's very easy for me to get distracted. Like, um, with life and stuff like that, like how we were, like, how we were talking about marijuana. Mm hmm. And I just switched over to talking about like a montage. Should I just change the subject? Because I can get, I can literally like get sidetracked really easily. I think I'm. And it's I, hard for me to like multitask. I think I might actually have ADHD too, but I'm a, I'm a whole different concept. I also have a little. I have a little bit of OCD too. Like I think. It's a profit. I think for me, it's I think in associations, right? So I yeah. I visualize very heavily, and I try to. I. I never wanted to think in a way that would be optimal for everybody else. I always try to maximize or, or say optimize my own thinking for my own needs. Meaning if I have to recall an information, mm. whether it's a number or a name or you know mm. a year, I want to be able to recall that information as efficiently as possible for me. Now, if that makes it so that somebody doesn't understand how I got to that information, that's their problem. I just want to be able to does that make sense? Like build an, an yep. algorithm for me so that yep. in the moment, you know, it's just simpler. Like I probably Google things differently than most people do. And I think yep. that's a, that there's a beauty in that. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's just like hard for me. Like the, the HD meds I take helps, mm -hmm. but I get still get easily distracted. For example, like how do I give an example? Uh, when I play video games, it's hard for me to play with people because like say I'm stream focusing on a stream, the people in the chat and the game and the music, and it's like four different things. I basically get overloaded. And if I get like into a conversation, mm. I just like cannot focus at all. Like like if I'm like playing a game where I can't focus at all because I'm in a conversation mm. and stuff like that, or talking to people, and I'm like can't like. But what about when that you, makes when you're doing something when you automate it? Because I remember there was a time where I was playing. War Thunder on stream, talking to chat, changing music, and playing RuneScape at the same time off screen. They didn't know that. I like, couldn't do that. That's that's a lot. But I think I think if you you know put your head to it and you practice for long enough, it becomes almost second nature. Because I mean, what War Thunder really was, it was like it's like muscle memory. How do you pull a head on? Like I bet you right now, if you gave me Batch One Point Six Nine War Thunder and you put me into a Sabre with the same flight model and all that, I'd be able to hit the mm -hmm. first rocket snipe from two kilometers away. Because it, it's somewhere embedded into my head. It's like riding a bike. You know, once you know it, it's just, yeah. Like, um, or how you just get kills with your CL-13 and hit rockets. Yeah. But it, I, I wasn't thinking about it at that time. You know, it was like, you, you I just would, knew, you just I would look at chat, I would look at chat, I'd be like, Hey guys, you want to see something cool? And then I'll just like press the button from five kilometers away, and then I would look at chat again. I wasn't even paying attention. It was, and it, you you did better that way. You know, it felt like it was you were just more efficient almost. So I think there is something to that. If you can, if you can master something to the point where you can do it with the back of your mind, that is very very beautiful. You know. 
Yep, that's true. Like, the best thing I can do is I'm streaming, like, like, I can talk to the chat and play the game and music. If I have, like, a voice chat in my ears, then it just gets bad. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's it's too many things. Well, for me, it was always, I, I always played, as you remember, my War Thunder was always turned off. You always soloed. You always played. Always, always, always played. solo, always music that I wanted to listen to, and always in-game sound turned off. Right. For me, I noticed like if I if you do that, it forces you to actually look more when you turn your sound off. Yes. Is that why you did that? So you can fo- actually look more. That was one reason. More and, awareness. And the the place where I learned that was in sim battles because when I was playing sim battles, I had an issue. I wanted to listen to music, but if I listened to music, that I couldn't hear other people's planes. And sim battles were all about hearing the engine, all about hearing the the prop and whatever. And I actually believe I trained myself to understand to feel where there might be a presence, almost like a sixth sense. And this ties into later when I was um, I was cycling and I started cycling with music because I was like, I, I'm on the bike, I'm riding for three, four, five hours. That's time that I could spend listening to music or a podcast or something, uh, especially if I wanted to go really hard. Like let's say two hours on a road bike, all out, all out effort, maximum heart rate, maximum force. I want to have some blasting good music, you know, some drum and bass, some stuff like that. And then I realized that this was quite dangerous because I, I was not, I couldn't hear traffic. I couldn't hear anything. And I realized that I didn't need to because I developed a sense for where there might be a car. You, know, you just sort of feel it. You're coming around a corner and you're like, okay, there might be a car there. You know, does that sense make sense maybe not but it's there i think you can tie into it and master it and it becomes you know this environment like you have eyes on the back of your head almost you know i could feel there was something behind me before it was but there's always a risk you know at the end of the day i think men we're risk risk takers we should be risk takers it's what makes us happy I think we should wrap this one up because it was a very, very nice conversation. We did an hour and 48 minutes, my man. So, I didn't realize. Yeah. See, time t- went quick. Time flies. So before we wrap it, um, I'm going to give you the option to ask anything you want, any question whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been starting to do this with, with my with mm-hmm. my guests because I, I find that um, you know people do have questions backwards. So anything at all you want to ask in any topic feel free to do so what made you what was your tipping point with not doing gaming content creation anymore like what was the tipping point for the quitting yes what was like what was the actual was it that tournament you did where like you had yes yes that was the moment that was that was the moment where i was at my edge and i think if i kept going beyond that point i would have become suicidal there was so much tension you know um that was for me the tipping point and then then i was testing things out for the next year after that i was trying to get into uh a life and that's also when i got my mm-hmm. first girlfriend and i realized that hey wait a minute life is actually pretty that was, amazing was that barry no, no 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 barry barry and i dated but we never had anything it was it was like a hard to explain it was my first actual girlfriend with whom i actually had sex and i was like oh wow life is amazing and after that i think 
also the bike started to happen. Everything sort of tied in. You know, I believe that life provides as long as you give yourself the option for life to provide. And I think that was the first of the turning points. And the second of the turning points was was last year in October when I realized that the kitchen that I had given them an opportunity to wasn't mm. really my my thing, you know. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, the tipping point was was definitely that tournament. That was when I just lost my block. I I feel that. Mm. I can understand because a lot of tournaments, like you expect them to be perfect, like no issues. Then when you should have killed someone, or for example, you just get hits on him, then he's like, "Oh, sorry, that didn't work." And then he goes around and he kills you. He's like, "Oh, amazing game." Yeah, it was. It was. It was it's a like matter second, of circumstances, really. But second chances. It had to happen. That tournament, I believe, just had to happen. You know, it was written somewhere in the stars. Somebody was like, "You know, you've got mm. to quit this shit." Mm. Um, and I think it saved me a lot of aches, saved me a lot of pain. You know, had I stayed there, had I kept developing, there's always ways to look at life and think, oh, it would be better if I didn't, you know. I, I look back last year, I made a bunch of mistakes um, and, and I regretted them a lot and I thought about how to fix it. But realistically, where I stand right now with the mindset I've got, with the, with the drive, I wouldn't want to change anything, you know. And we, we talked before how you know, you go back and you watch your own content and you think, oh, how I was cringe. I'm going to come back and watch this video in a couple of years and hopefully think, oh my God, you were cringe back then too. You know, like you're constantly moving out of the cringe zone. Um, and that's that's the thing. You don't ever want to really stop. I think it just, it's a never ending thing. You're just continuously pushing, pushing, pushing till you're fully out of the water, which yeah. at which point you're old mm -hmm. and you've got a family and grandkids and you die. And then that's, that's it. If you haven't done something nice until then, then you've lived an empty life. So hopefully we don't get stuck up there. Yep. So, Dwight, thank you for taking the time. I'm 100% yep. inviting you back here again a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, maybe a couple of years. I always say the same yep. thing because we don't know. You know, you're busy. I'm busy. Um, I think if, you know what, I think the future is very bright for both of us. And it's only a matter of time before we actually get to meet in person and sit on a couch and uh and debate these things and um well things like we've lost donnie and um you still with us yeah i'm still here yes yeah. sorry yeah. about that no worries no worries i want to well i want to uh one to show you some is okay i can show you something i was working on uh yo let's let's wrap this one up and uh and uh and we'll jump in there so donnie thank you for joining and we'll yep. catch you in the next one cheerio okay